Hello and welcome to the Minnesota Family Law Podcast. I'm sorry, my camera's a little uh, off kilter here. Um, I'm pleased to have uh, some special guests today, uh, two attorneys from a, a land I don't get to much anymore, uh, Dakota County. It seemed I used to in my practice be in Dakota County all the time. Um, and for whatever reason, I moved a little bit north to Maplewood and uh, don't run into Dakota County attorneys or cases much anymore. So I will um, bring them on and introduce, let them uh, introduce themselves a bit. Um, but uh, now Jennifer was on last week, uh, but our focus is a little different this week. We're, we're, we were talking about uh, transplanting yourself uh, to Minnesota. And I later learned that Michelle had kind of done something similar, being off practice and, and, and kind of having to rebuild practice after a few years. So, um, so Jennifer, why don't you just tell us a little bit about your practice and, and what you do in Dakota County, and, and then we'll go on to Michelle. Sure. Well, first of all, thanks again, Tom, for having us here today. Really appreciate to have this opportunity. So I um, have a solo practice in Burnsville, um, south of the river. And so I would say that my case is really focused mostly in Dakota County for that reason. And um, I have a litigation practice there and also a mediation practice. Um, and I was on last week talking about the um, transplanting here. And so I've, I've had my practice down here south of the river um, since I believe it was the beginning of 2019 is when Michelle and I met. So Michelle, why don't you uh, give us a little bit about your, your background and how, how you landed where you are? All right. So the thanks also, Tom, for having, having us. Um, so I, I grew up in the area. I grew up in Burnsville. Um, when I graduated from William Mitchell um, in 95, it was a tough, um, it was a tough year for finding placement. So I looked all over the state and I actually found a position at a small firm up in Moorhead, um, which is Clay County and then the, the surrounding counties in that area. So that's where I went to begin my practice and they needed help with family law. So that's, that's what I did that and some, um, some prosecution for a few small towns up there. And, and then after five years, I went out on my own and stayed in that same community. But eventually we relocated back down to this area and, um, and I tried to do some practice at that time, but I knew what an undertaking it would be to get a practice going in a completely new area, you know, establishing myself, making connections, et cetera. And I decided to take a few years off and be at home with kids. And I actually, um, a little side gig where I became certified and taught Pilates for several years. Um, and so that, you know, that was, that was our choice for our family. And then when I was ready to get started to go uh, uh, again, which is about five years ago, I just completed the CLEs I needed to reestablish my license and get started again. And I've been building ever since. And then as Jennifer said, a couple of years ago, we were introduced Actually, I think it was 18, Jennifer, because it took us a little bit. Are we on our third? I don't know. Time flies so fast. But right. um, we were here off and thought we need to get some space. So 
we are both individual um, solo attorneys, but we have similar practices. We both do um, litigation and mediation. And then we also do e and &E, And then Jennifer would add, she does um, PC work, which I do not. Right. Right. And yeah, so that's, that's a little bit about our practices. Um, so I'm also in Burnsville, obviously. You know, I, I graduated a year before you, uh, Michelle, and I remember the class before me, they were being flown all over the country, multiple job offers. There was the mergers and, and acquisitions mm -hmm. practice was sucking up lawyers um, from the law schools, and that created openings for everyone else. And then um, 94, and there was a it was a recession. Now I think it was a mild recession compared to 08 uh, and, and the more, more recent, but uh, it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was tough time. And uh, I, I also started my own practice at that point. So I completely understand. Um, so. Yeah. That's interesting. You say that Tom, because I graduated in 08 uh -huh. and, <laughs> and we moved to Indiana and that was interesting job hunting in that economy. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I have no doubt that was far worse. We had people applying for jobs at my office, you know, attorneys applying for receptionist jobs. I mean, there's just no, people just wanted to try to get into the field. And, um, yeah. you know, I, I fortunately had a wife who was a practicing attorney and had a, a, a real job. I had a job <laughs> and, uh, was able to start, start on my own. But, uh, what, so I, I understand you guys uh, had conversation with Judge Wahi and you kind of tapped in on what's going on in Dakota County. Um, who wants to start and talk about what's going on in Dakota County? Um, well, I can start. I, I um, just a little bit of background. I when I moved here, I was I got certified in um, the family law mediation. And through that program, I learned about the volunteer mediation program in Ramsey County and which your law firm, Tom, kind of heads up and coordinates all the volunteers for that program. And I just found it to be such a fascinating program. We had something similar in Indiana and, um, you know, I was volunteering left and right for that program. Um, and then I got to thinking, you know, why is there not a volunteer mediation program in Dakota County? Dakota County is also one of the largest counties in the state of Minnesota. And there just seems like there, there would be a need for that in Dakota County as well. And so that's kind of when the conversations between Michelle and I started. And then um, we, we really explored creating something similar to Ramsey County and Dakota County. So Michelle, what, how, what kind of program or what, how does it operate? So our, um, our goal was to set it up to be completely voluntary. So it's not sliding scale. It's just completely free. Some of the aspects of the Ramsey County program, we, we mirrored and that was one of them. We wanted to be volunteer based and we liked, we really liked the ability to put the agreement on the record. As a mediator, when you're volunteering your time, you know you can make that commitment for a few hours and then help to put any agreement on the record and then you're done. You don't have to draft a memorandum. You don't have to do any further steps. And the court is always so appreciative to have it 
done, wrapped up, presented to them. And if the parties don't have attorneys, the court would actually draft the document. So we took some of those components. And when we approached Judge Wahi about it, she was totally on board. And um, we had several Zoom meetings with her to try to hone in on how we wanted to do it. So what we ended up with is um, the need that they found, and, and this might partially be because of COVID, but really I think they're gonna continue it this way, is to is to hit these cases at the pretrial stage. So they may, they may already have done an E&E, but they still aren't settling. And they wanna give it one more, give them one more crack at it to see if we have some, and we do take that evaluative format so that they're getting that opinion still, and perhaps hearing something similar the second time is going to help the clients or the parties see that that's the way to go. Um, but anyway, we decided to try it at that at that stage, and we did a pilot last fall, and it it went really well. All of the cases were settled, whether it was that day or with a little bit of follow up by the attorneys. Yeah, we had a hundred percent. Um, success rate. So we thought, okay, this is great. We're gonna we're gonna go with this. And um, and then in January, we um, we really tried to sharpen up the picture of what it was going to be like, and and we launched it. So we got the word out, and we created a roster. And those rosters of, of people are just ready when we get a referral from the court. We send it out to the roster and see who's available. And it's naming a specific date for a mediation that is occurring at the same time the judge is available to hear it on the record. So we're looking for a match to assign to the case when they're available. And and that's um, you know, we that's how we were starting the program. But then this morning we had a nice um, touch base phone call with Judge Wahi, and I'll let Jennifer share um, the news that we have to share today. Uh, yeah, so given the success that we had with our pilot blitz uh, last fall, uh, Judge Wahi asked if we could come up with another blitz, and um, they have several cases that are scheduled for trial between, um, I think it is August and December, and they're actually giving dates out for trials in December currently. And so the goal is to try to clean up, clean up the court's calendar um, and do a blitz in July. July 12th through the 15th would be the dates Monday through Thursday. And so I think so far they identified, and Michelle can correct me, um, about 25 cases so far, and they think it could they could identify up to 40 cases um, that could be mediated all in one week. And um, given the success that we had, like I said back in um, back in the fall of last year, um, we're hoping that we can be just as successful this time around. So. We're really looking forward to that and excited about about that. Yeah, I know we. Um, I know the AML did some blitz days. Um, I know one in Hennepin, one in Ramsey, and one in Washington, and uh, it, it was fun <laughs> and it got a lot done. And then um, subsequent to that, I remember we did, even did the volunteer mediation program. Did one in Ramsey, and it was covered by the press, and it was it was kind of cool. So a reporter sat there and kind of just sat in the background. And if people were open to it, she'd observe and took, you know, they even had a cameraman and 
It was uh, <laughs> very interesting. Wow. And, um, it, you know, it was just such a positive for the courts because so many cases yeah. were resolved. They, the courts got positive publicity that they're really problem solving for these, mm-hmm. the families. And most of those cases got done. Um, you know, only, <laughs> only one person misbehaved and was threatened with jail. Um, I remember <laughs> a judge offered him lunch on the county. Um, he just <laughs> would not cooperate. Um, you know, and, and, and it wasn't pressure to get it done. He just, he didn't want to be there, didn't want to be engaged in any way. And so, you know, it, that ended and it freed up a mediator to take on another case. But um, I remember most people did, you know, morning and an afternoon. Um, so, you know, running it four days that, you know, is it going to be, is it going to be live in court or is it, how are they going to um, process it? Yeah. So we're actually going to do it um, by Zoom. Obviously, that's what we've been doing so far. And um they don't really, they don't have the space for the capacity that they're talking about for up to 40. I think they were saying 40 to even maybe 60 cases that when they finish identifying all of them, they're, um, that number might get that high. And so because of that, it's just a space issue and still winding up COVID. So they're going to be Zoom meetings, which can actually help us bring in more volunteers, I think, because mm-hmm. that's, um, although I love the idea of the the atmosphere that that would create. And Jennifer and I, um, when you had shared that idea with us when we first talked with you about this, um, that 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 really sounded like a cool experience that we'd like to do as well, but if that's gonna have to wait, this will be virtual. Yeah, um, well, and I guess the other question I had is you guys chose the, the evaluative approach, which we got a lot of pushback in Ramsey County from some of the providers that they really wanted to be pure mediation. Um, you know, some of the people done training and, and um, you know, the methods they had learned. And this was, you know, this started a while ago, um, just as E&E was also kind of getting off the ground. So why did you guys choose the um, evaluative uh, approach? Maybe add, add in our experience, yeah, we, we both um, have found such success in our own mediations. And Jennifer and I have done many co-mediations, which we really enjoy, especially in the volunteer ones. If you're going to be volunteering your time and dealing with some really quirky cases at times, um, it, it's nice to have that camaraderie. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, we it, it just, that's what's, it, we find it very effective. And I think if you have that knowledge base, if you've been litigating and you know what the tendencies are, and you know the law, you know what, um, you have an idea of what judges might do in a scenario, then you can help nudge them along if they're stuck in a position that's not fair. I mean, you can sit back and, um, and I'm showing my bias here, but you can sit back and be as neutral as you want, but they might not, they might not, um, I, I think they might not get there. And not to bully them into something, but to, to give them something to think about and then maybe hearing it from somebody with experience who's not picking a side, but just giving an opinion, it, it seems to um, it seems to be effective. Yeah, I would agree with that. There's a lot of value in providing feedback to, especially, you know, when you get a case that, they may have gone through the early neutral evaluation and, and then now they're at the pre-trial stage and, you know, looking at a trial setting, 
that providing that feedback, um, and especially if it's they're hearing the same thing over and over again, um, you know, I, I think it, it promotes settlement. Yeah, I remember when we started this in, in Ramsey, and, and at that point there was a referee Lepinen, um, and then uh, referee Madden was then in Ramsey County. And I think their frustration was they had so many cases that just needed a little help to settle, that there were oh, conversations yeah. that could be had that they could not have as judicial officers, but a mediator could have those conversations with people. And, you know, they kind of said these are sort of low-hanging fruit that are going to end up, you know, very often, you know, both are pro se, and they're going to end up, you know, taking a day of the court's time in trial when they really don't want to or need to um, because they're just so close to resolution. Um, Absolutely. Why not bring your expertise and your experience to the table when you're, you know, facilitating the conversation between two parties, you know, that I think there is a lot of value in that. And you have income limits for eligibility for your program as well? Um, right now we do. Um, it's It's been 50000 combined. Um, we told Judge Wahi we're, we are open to changing that if necessary, if the, if that filter is too tight on the, on the cases. And so far we've, we have only had a handful of referrals, but with the blitz, they are eliminating that requirement because they're, they're that much in need to um, really get some cases settled and make that impact. So they are waiving that um, for this blitz. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I can imagine, um, you know, I know there's such a criminal court back, backlog um, that, you know, the courts that are of general jurisdiction, you know, unlike Ramsey and Hennepin, where, you know, in Washington, you'll you'll get a, a day, you know, a, a, tri a trial day for a judge. And then the next next week, he's got a, you know, a criminal jury trial and you're yeah. weeks down the road, down the road. And I think it's gotten I mean, a little bit worse because they've, they've just got to clear those criminal cases. So I. I I can imagine you have that problem in Dakota. Yeah, and, in, and I'm not sure if you're aware, but they actually went to a master calendar in Dakota County. And so that's creating a little bit of that feeling of backlog as well, because you might have eight cases set for a date um, and you don't, they might all disappear. So, you know, there's a, there's the pros and cons to having that kind of a calendar, but um, they want they want to make the best use of their time so they don't have to even be giving those prospective dates not even date certain but out until january is just it's too far yeah i i did hear the grumbling about that uh, calendaring approach i mean and i get it's it's efficient for the court because they're always going to have a case lined up but man as i i've, I've been in that position you got experts lined up oh, yeah. and you don't know which day you're going to start and if it's you know what number you are in the rotation and i mean i i never it ultimately came down to the clerk. If the clerk kept in communication, we were able to do things about that, but, um, you know, and, and kind of have it streamlined, but it, it gave a lot of headaches to the, to me as an attorney getting ready for trial. So, um, yeah, absolutely. I did have, yeah. In fact, I did have one. We were all there all ready to go. And, um, that, that did happen one time in Washington County where there were two cases exact same time. And the other one got priority because it was an older custody case and we were a newer custody case. So, um, yeah, that's tough to get bumped uh, with all those details. So, um, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I, um, I'd be remiss if I did not mention the um, 
the remember the website I was telling you about that I was going to look up. So don't let me forget about that. If you had a thought you wanted to carry through with, go for it. But just um, remind me to get that in before we are done talking today. Well, I was going to ask you, how does someone connect with the two of you to get on the roster? What is, what's, what does it take? <laughs> well, it's a rigorous, <laughs> rigorous. Um, yeah, we just have them email us. Jennifer and I both um, monitor. Uh, we just set up a Gmail account. It's EMP Dakota. Oh, gosh, just, I better look it up for sure. It's either EMP Dakota or um, Dakota EMP. It's EMP Dakota at gmail.com. And uh, let us know that they're interested in being on the roster and we need all the contact information. They need to be um, on the 114 roster and uh, have the capability of, of holding Zoom. Um, and, you know, we people have asked us if, if, um, if like, the, they're brand new or they've just gone through mediation training, but they have experience or maybe they don't even have experience as an attorney or they're not an attorney, but they're new mediators. So it can get tricky then to, if you want to take this approach of evaluative mediation, then, you know, how do they fit? So I would say that that's a great opportunity to do some co-mediation or shadow if you feel more comfortable with that. And we've, we've already set one person up with that and we'd be happy to do that for others too. So don't be shy if you don't have that experience to, to join the roster. And it's a great way to get that experience. Yeah, in fact, in, in Ramsey, that was our model because we had a few very experienced mediators said yes right away. And then yeah. there were just all these um, new people coming out, out of the classes. And so we contacted, you know, uh, Mitchell at the time it was just Mitchell and uh, we contacted you know Karen Irvin has a program and you know all of the, the mediation yeah. programs around town and just said you know we'd love to have new volunteers and that really did help us build our roster um, so I think we have about now there's 80 volunteers and not all of them take cases um, but then you have some that'll take you know four to six a year and we had we had one guy took a lot like 30 in a year and it was it was crazy <laughs> but um it really helped us get started and he was he built a, a mediation practice out of the connections he made doing that so anyway. yeah i really think you can i i've had just a fantastic experience with the ramsey county volunteer program and you just gain so much more confidence in just the process too and how you're going to conduct the mediation and shadowing, I found, was was really an awesome experience in Ramsey County. And I, I, I did that several times before uh, doing taking my own mediations. Well, I think you get to know the judges, you know, and they appreciate what you're doing. And you get to know the, the lawyers who are either professional or, for, or, or, or possible referral sources or, you know, just people you, you want to know you're going to have cases against. And, you know, I think everyone appreciates that the, you know, the volunteers are, you know, doing something for the right, good things for the right reasons. And uh, it, yeah, it, it, it's helped me build, you know, visibility. Uh, I know Michelle, uh, or I mean, sorry, Jennifer last week talked about volunteering was a way of kind of getting connected in the, in the community. And that had built uh, your, it helped you build your practice by just being out there and doing stuff. Um, Michelle, how did, yeah, what did you do to build, build your practice when you restarted? Yeah, I would say it's similar. I mean, one benefit that I have is 
that I've I've lived here for 15 years in in Lakeville. So I've I've you know, developed connections to the community through sports, neighbors, friends, etc. So um, kind of word of mouth. Once people knew that I was practicing again, then they could send a friend or a friend of a friend to me. So that was part of it. And then really Jennifer pushed me outside my comfort zone. I, I've never really done coffee and meet and greet. And I mean, she's just like, let's go, let's go have a drink with so-and-so. And it, so I really would have been more, more organic grassroots kind of a thing. And she's like, let's come on, let's go have a cup of coffee. So she really did help me out of that comfort zone. And, um, and, and well, I would and we say had, we both, we helped each other. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I would say that that's actually a piece of advice that I give to a lot of young, um, especially female attorneys, um, when they when they ask um, is, is getting some mentoring, I think is important. Find that person that you can really ask any question to. And I have a few of those around here. And then you find a wingman to, um, to socialize and market with. Because like I, I have done... I haven't paid for any advertising for anything. And I, and it took time. It took me probably a year and a half. And thankful my, my husband has a full-time job that was our, our main income. Um, so it allowed me to build and maybe I wasn't as desperate because of that. But about a year and a half later, I started paying myself. I had enough cushion and even through, even through the pandemic um, have been full-time. So yeah, that's kind of, and, and volunteering, doing the mediation. Um, we connected with um, Sharon at Legal Services. We've had lunch with her several times and we talked to her about this program. She's actually one of the reasons that we we knew like, okay, there's the E&E program, which does cover, it has its place and it's very successful, but then there seemed to still be this backlog and we were, or people that were being missed. Um, for whatever reason. So we were talking to Sharon about, about that, like, how can we help? What can we do? And we were throwing out our ideas to her and she, you know, gave us her feedback. And that was part of what we took to Judge Wahi. And she, she echoed that same sentiment that they could definitely use the help. So it doesn't, it doesn't pull from E&E. It's really, it's after that process has probably had its opportunity or taken place um, and they're still stuck, then they're um, sending them our way. So you were going to um, send someone a website that you had uh, uh, pulled up? What uh, Can you share that? Yeah. Yeah. So um, I, I actually um, watched a webinar that was put on by um, MSBA. It was called Legal Business as Usual. So on April 14th, this segment was called Pro Bono in Minnesota. And it was a just a one-hour um, CLE where they talked about this website that I'd never heard about. It's called Lawyers Step Up for MSBA. Okay, that's not actually the. I think it's Lawyers Step Up MN might be the website. And hang on, I got it right here. LawyersStepUpMN.org. And and I'd never heard of it. And what it's supposed to be is a resource for people who want to volunteer. You go to this website. You you answer a few questions and like where you want to be, how much time you want to commit, um, what type of services you want to provide. And then it will help match you to a program that, um, that fits the, the, the criteria. So 
for example, it might be if you're up in the St. Cloud area, it would then send you to possibly the legal services organization there. Um, but and so we're not on it yet. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> we, yeah, yeah, my program. We need to get there. So, yeah. So there's like, I'm like, oh gosh, we need that connection. We need to make that connection. And Tom, you could do the same thing with Ramsey County that you might be able to build your roster as well. So um, time's uh, time's almost up. I just wanted to uh, see if there's any. Well, I learned something. Uh, marketing wingman. I had never. I, I, I've gone to lots of seminars on marketing, and I've watched videos and read books, and I don't remember ever seeing that. I think that's a that's a great idea. Um, but it's fantastic. Um, yeah. Any final thoughts before we wrap up for the day? I would just put a plug in for anyone that's thinking about volunteering for mediation to to contact us. We are looking to be the biggest blitz ever in Minnesota. And uh, we would love to get, you know, seasoned volunteers, mediators, and also, you know, the newcomers too that are looking for more experience. Um, we're, we'll take everyone on the roster. If you just email us, we would appreciate it. All right, Michelle, any final words? Yeah, I would echo that. We we would like to add more. We have about 22 names on our list, but if we get 60 cases for this blitz, we're going to need more than that because I can't imagine they all have three, you know, can immediate three cases in four days. So we would love to to grow that list and those that are already on the list to share the uh, to spread the word. We'll put something together about the blitz and, and the blitz and send that out, and so word can circulate that way as well. So yeah, we would just love anyone who wants the opportunity to do that short term volunteering a few hours, you're in, you're out, and you do a good thing. Well, it's always a pleasure to, to talk to you too. And you know, got a lot of Jennifer the last, last couple of weeks. <laughs> that <laughs> was not planned, that? but uh, it just felt <laughs> that way. And it's delightful. So I'll, uh, All right. I'll look forward to talking to you guys again and seeing how the, the blitz goes and maybe participate just depending on the, the great. timing. So. Okay, sounds great. Thanks, Tom. Thanks, Tom. Once again, we have come to the end of an episode. So to my family law colleagues, I say thanks for listening, and I look forward to continuing these discussions. Now take care of yourself and your family so you can take care of your clients and your business. 